Welcome to the Renovating Health Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Gatlin Ranch. Gatlin Ranch beef is 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef company here out of Texas. You can find them at gatlinranch.com. If you'd like to get 10% off any order, you can use the promo code RENOVATINGHEALTH at checkout. Again, that's Renovating Health with no spaces. And this is Gatlin Ranch Beef is a 100% grass-fed beef company that Megan and I normally always eat. Um, today, I actually have the honor to sit here with the co-owner, Jordan, or she goes by Joe Gatlin, graduate of Point Loma, co-owner and co-founder of Gatlin Ranch, 100% grass-fed beef company, and you're newly engaged to my best friend. I am, sadly. <laughs> sadly. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love it. Yeah, you're always looking up at him. He's up actually in the room here with us. Um, so, I mean, today we're really just going to talk about you, your ranch, how you got into it, and just a rundown of how you do things around here. Um, so let's just let's jump into it. How did you get into this whole thing? <laughs> um, well, I, I'm from third generation ranchers, or my sister and I are third generation ranchers. Um, so it's kind of a long story. So um, my dad, my grandpa, um, after leaving kind of the corporate world up in Dallas, my dad decided to move down to right outside of Austin, Texas, um, and buy about 30 head of Angus and, and Brahma cows. Um, and ever since then, we've just kind of grown it. Um, obviously, a couple years later, um, Megan and I were born. My sister's name is Megan also. So It's a little confusing, but... <laughs> yeah, a little confusing. And Megan's sister is also Jordan, so... It's so weird. And they're older and younger as yeah. well. <laughs> and Megan's middle name is Nicole. Which... Same as Megan's? Yeah. It's very... When we're all in the house, it's a little confusing. Yeah, very. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Megan and I pretty much grew up in it. Um, we grew up on the ranch. We grew up working cattle, and... I think the main defining factor for us was we were watching like these Western movies of like these rough and tough like cowboys roping and horses roping and cows and just kind of just like your Wild West typical thing. Yet we were living this completely different life. Like we were on a ranch, we were on a cattle ranch, we were taking cows to the sale barn every week. Like we were we were in it. Like we were Mm -hmm. cattle producers, and it was completely different. Our cows get fed. three times a week and so they're extremely gentle um we feed them in the pens so they walk right up um yeah. they're very very easy to work you can pet all of them you can you can even like six, number 63 you can literally like jump on her i, I don't <laughs> i think she just lay down and lick you or something I don't know. and that's complete opposite of other other places i i would i would think from what i've seen maybe now like it's kind of caught on but back then like people really hadn't heard of it we always joked or we have always joked like we run cattle like modern hippies would, yeah. not by intention, just by accident. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no, like, it's just very, very calm and docile cattle. So I think when Megan and I were probably, like, in our late teens, we kind of just remember looking in the pens at her and working cows, and it was so calm. And it was just really just, like, a very serene experience. Like, yeah. so much respect was given to the cows looking back on it now, like, our main priority when we work cows is just to keep them calm. Like we don't care if we spend all day in the pen. Like mm-hmm. It's just, we want them to be calm. And so I think I remember having a conversation with Megan that day of like how different the, mm-hmm. the beef industry can be, like how different and how much better ranching can be if people just understood this. And, and I mean, we weren't the first ones to think about it. Like if anybody knows Temple Grandin, she's like the mother of cattle. She, she's been preaching this for years okay. and years. I've never heard of that name. Oh, really? Okay. No. So Temple Grandin is this <clears throat> woman of autism who worked on her uncle's ranch. And to soothe herself, she would put cardboard boxes around her and squeeze them in tight and 
she realized that cattle were experiencing the same kind of distress when they were faced head on with like an unknown object. Oh, no way. Yeah. And so like, I'm sure you've seen the shoot out in the pen. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. So Temple Grand had actually designed that. Oh, no way. Yeah. And that's and why they, they hold them tight yeah, to that. It, yeah. It, it deviates distress. And um, also she kind of co- um, cultivated this concept, uh, concept of cattle walk in circles because mm-hmm. they're, they're herd animals. So they just follow. If you have cows walk in a straight line, it's too direct. They look, they look up. They realize that they're being singled out. But if you have them work in, walk in circular motions, and she was the founder of all that, like yeah. So she all that? created a, a whole system, and like especially large scale slaughterhouses that cattle walk in walk in circles to like um, minimize stress. Keep that's them crazy. In that herd mentality. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Um, and when you said you sold to the sale barns, what does that mean? I mean, not a lot of everyone's gonna know <clears> that. Yeah. So actually. So, yeah, so that's when we got the idea, I guess. Um, I can jump back into that later. But um, so your typical life of a cattle, conventional ranching, your rancher that births the cow, you're, will be will keep them until about six months, of, six to nine months of age. Okay. After that, they'll be sold off to a cow-calf operation or just a calf operation. Um, there's a lot of them up in, like, the Midwest. Um, okay. Basically, they're just fed out for, like, another three months. And then from there... They're moved on to the demonized feedlots, which... Where do they get fed out? Do they get fed out just grains and just stuff? Just on grass. Just on just pasture. Just on grass, okay. Yeah, just on pasture. So they do have another couple months on pasture, in my opinion, like more ethical, but then they're shipped off to feedlots. And okay. that's when you see large amounts of grain consumption, large amounts of corn consumption. You see <clears throat> small confinements, no grass around, high carbon emissions, the whole spew of things that are just so awful about a feedlot. That's when that happens, and that happens... Cattle are typically slaughtered around 18 months of age. So from that time until they're about 18, they're they're kept in a feedlot. Okay. And, I mean, when did you fully take this on full-time? I mean, I know you went to Point Loma. You went through your whole college experience. You did all that, right? You're an educated person. Yeah. I mean, when you think of the normal ranch and you think – or ranch rancher, you don't. I don't think you think of college graduate, very educated. I mean – Megan, you, Megan Mug and you have conversation. I'm, I'm out of them. Like what the heck's even being said, right? Yeah. So, I mean, when did you take this on full time? That's such a cool thing that you highlighted actually, because it was a big insecurity of mine actually for a while. So before I left for college, Megan and I really started toying around with the idea, but we were so far from understanding what it was going to be like. And grass fed really wasn't a thing back then. If you think about it, um, it was a thing for like hippies and holistic nutritionists and that kind of stuff. Um, and so we didn't really know. And and so going to college, I knew that there was so much potential for it, but I had no idea where to start. Yeah. Um, and so, and also I didn't feel like going back, we, th- we didn't really feel like we were running a ranch. We yeah. felt like we were just kind of running this like cattle operation, but that wouldn't like really fit the standards yeah. of, of, a tr- of a true ranch. So, <clears throat> so I really had to like wrestle with that. I probably wrestled with that for half of college. Like oh, just, no just like toying with the idea. It felt so right to me. I graduated with a psych- psychology degree and I love psychology. Um, but, and, and it all, and I love psych and it feels good to me, but the beef company always felt right. Like it felt like my purpose and yeah. I just didn't know how to apply it. Mm-hmm. And so last, the last semester of my junior year, I decided to take like a marketing class and I got onto Squarespace and Wix and Shopify and all those websites you can create a, a platform on. And I just started toying with it and kind of like applying myself to the to the problem. Like I was like, how can I really fix this? And so yeah. it was probably a year of just me just like toying around with it. And um, I would, <laughs> it's so funny. I would 
get a cow slaughtered, um, and then I would just keep it for all of my friends and family. And for probably about two years, year and a half, I would just give out beef, like oh, left no and right. Yeah, any any function we went to, any school function I had, like it was Gatlin Ranch beef. You sponsored. just brought the beef, huh? I, I just brought the beef, and people <laughs> loved it. Yeah, and I think that gave me like the confidence. And so from there, it was just kind of like a snowball effect, like. Which is so funny because I feel like we grow up knowing, like, or understanding this idea of, like, making it, that we'll just have it all figured out. And yeah. I don't have it figured out now. I'm telling all my customers right now, I have literally no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm literally just trying to educate myself and give the best product I know how to provide. So that's what it was. I mean, I just, it was like the next step. Okay, well, how do I build a, a website? Okay, well, I did that. Okay, well, then what's the best way to get the get the word out okay well facebook ads are a thing mm-hmm. okay well then word of mouth is a thing okay well what do people like well people like reading blog posts and seeing instagram stories okay well then do that and you know it's like what kind of beef are people looking for and what kind of beef is the best kind for people yeah. and that's like that's not just grass-fed but that's grass finished so like what do i do to get there um and so it was just really just like kind of putting every piece i could together and um kind of right at the time i graduated i was really I had like all the hopes for it. Like I was so stoked about it. Like I was just ready to like mm-hmm. take it on. But I like, I had this thing where I was like, Oh, I'm going to go to PhD school. Like I don't know that I can invest in it. Um, so I decided to move home for two years okay. just to invest in it for two years. Um, and I, the deal was with May and I, I was going to invest in it for two years and then, um, she was going to take it over after that. Cause okay. she's in vet school right now. So after that, she's going to take it over. And then I would run all the marketing from, Colorado, which is my top choice grad school, and then we'd both be come come out winning. Yeah. Um. I'm here now, and I've lived here for six months, and I think I'll probably be here a lot longer than two years. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. That's awesome. Is it just because you fall in love with it? Yeah, I just like. I think there's something so special about being connected to to your beef and to your food, and and you'll see that a lot in our company. That's kind of like our main focus is just this connection to to your food. I think that can cultivate so many amazing things in, in someone's life. Um, and I, I didn't realize that no one gets that, you know, yeah. I didn't realize that that was such a special thing until I, until I left and came back and then kind of stepped back and was like, okay, whoa, I have like a really awesome opportunity, not for myself, but also for other people. And like for my customers, like I can not only build a company, but I can build a community Definitely, where yeah. like people can appreciate this kind of lifestyle. And like people can actually get like a hands-on feel and like come out and see the ranch and, and see like, what this connection can do even these last few weeks megan i've been here megan mug and i've been here i mean it's you really do feel like a community though i mean there it it's not one person goes into this and does it themselves i mean it's a team of people yeah. it's not i mean it's it's 24 7 getting calls doing things yep. i mean if you live on a ranch and you say you're bored you're stupid or just lazy you're lazy i mean <laughs> yeah. it's I mean, I've been here for what, two weeks now? And I don't think I've stopped. No. I just like, oh, you can have all this. Oh, you can have all this. Oh, you can do this. You can do that. And then when it comes to you, you and your ethics are just crazy to me. It's, <laughs> and this is why we love your beef company so much. I mean, you treat your animals so well. And I'm not joking. If there was a cow and there was me just standing there <laughs> and then wanted to die, you'd be like, ah, it's got to be Cooper. See, Cooper. Like, it's got to be Cooper. I'm not kidding though, because I know how strongly, like, you feel about those cows and i mean i think when it comes to that day this sad day when you have to slaughter them it's an upsetting day for you it's yeah. not a okay perfect i have more beef in the fridge it's a oh my gosh this is this is sunny this yeah. is even named to these things yeah these it's like cows this is, yeah it's it's a whole like month-long mourning process which I, i'm i'm about to cover a blog post on that but i think death should 
merit mourning. I think there is so much sacrifice that's within death. Like death is so sacred. And yeah. I don't think we as cattle ranchers should shy away from that. Like we shouldn't be afraid to talk about like our, our slaughter process. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a really hard aspect of our business, but it's not one that can be stripped of dignity and pride. Like there are ways to be so prideful and so proud of the way we slaughter. Yeah. And, and even when it comes to, it comes to the ranch, I mean, there's, it's just crazy to me because you take this animal, you care for it. I mean, you, you live its entire life with it pretty much. I mean, we can look out your, your door right here and we can see cattle, right? I mean, it's just, and then when you take it to the slaughterhouse, there's such a disconnect between the slaughterhouse to mm-hmm. grocery store yeah, to someone buying the product. Yeah. And I feel like the normal consumer, when they pick up that ground beef packet from the store, they're not thinking about what life has this animal lived. No. They're thinking, about, okay, that's three ninety nine, that's yeah. four ninety nine, that's the cheapest one. Yeah. But I mean, if you listen to our last podcast about um, going like living longer and yeah. all of that, it comes down to the food you eat. Yeah. It's the the food you put in your body are the cells that create it, right? Yeah. And people are just so crazy. They'll get this grass or not this grass, this grain. Yeah. Beef, that's horrible for you. It's been yeah. on a feedlot. And they have no connect there. But I think yeah. you do a good job on making people more connected to their food. I mean, with your, what? <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> no, but you do. Like, talk about your hay rides. I mean, this past weekend, tell me about what you did. Yeah, so um, we offer hay rides. Um, right now, they're just kind of whenever you want them. We don't have a lot of people wanting them <laughs> right now. But eventually, I think they'll be the last Sunday of every month. But basically, um, people just are welcome to come out free of charge um, for a hay ride, And we take them down to the pastures where we keep all the cows um, and they can feed them, they can pet them, um, bring their kids out, um, just see the ranch and kind of just like get a really hands-on feel for this. And I think the one of the ladies that came out last week, she was talking about how she has a garden and her kids don't really eat candy and stuff like that. And one of her friends was like, why don't your kids eat candy? And she's like, well, because it's so much more fun to go pick, pick a cucumber out of the so garden. True. Like they don't want to eat candy. They want to like go have that tangible object uh-huh. and eat it and i think that's the same like if kids see if kids see a, a cow and they, they make that connection to their food it's so much more fascinating to them mm-hmm. if you can cultivate it in the right way if you can explain it to them in the right way like if, if you can educate and not demonize yeah. the process um i think it, it grants so much more pride and like appreciation which is something i greatly worry about in our next generations we are just greatening this disconnect between our food and we have to do something about it before it gets too bad no i definitely agree with that and then i mean if you think of it a competitor of yours is beyond beef now yeah i mean how crazy is that your competitor is a oil canola oil filled fake beef Beef. to taste like beef that probably and that that costs more than beef costs more than it does cost more than beef and as well for regenerative i mean yeah all it is is really large fields of soybean. Yeah. Of soy, right? Soy, I mean, yeah. Just huge, huge fields of soybean. Soy. And they just kill out all the rodents. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you really, I feel like if you really want the earth to be a better place, yeah, you need to look at farms like yours or ranches like yours, I should say. Yeah. Sorry for calling it a farm. <laughs> no, but you really should. I mean, what should, your carbon footprint can't be anything. I mean, uh, it's got to give more back. I think we're low. This is actually one of our goals. I think we're low, but I don't think we're negative yet. Um, And I think that's just because we're moving towards 
regenerative practices, but I think if we increase the soil diversity, it'll yield a lot more carbon uptake. But I think any ranch that functions like this, grass-fed with a lot of foliage around, will be negative carbon or low carbon. Yeah. And you're so right about the soybean fields. Like, people are so set on this, like, getting away from harm's way and, like, preventing climate change. And they rely on things like Beyond Beef, but they don't realize that these soil... soy these soy fields are great for half the year because it's so much forage and it, and it's such a carbon uptake. But then for the other half of the year, when those fields are complete dirt, it's like a it's a carbon wasteland. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy. It, it, you can see it in like Puts the heat circles. In the yeah. Oh, it's it's so bad. You can see it in the heats in the heat maps. Like mm-hmm, from I've seen s- that. Yeah. There was like, that one documentary on uh, Netflix. Yeah, you know kiss the soil. Yeah, kiss the soil. Is it kiss the soil? Oh, it's yeah. it's crazy what you can see from that thing, and it's. It's, it's crazy what people think is good and what people think is bad yeah. nowadays. Yeah. But, I mean, I'd way rather come to your your ranch and see what you do with your animals and see the process you put them through and take that beef and respect it. it. Yeah. Because people do not respect it, and it's just no. it's, it's unfortunate. And I think we've kind of lost this art of, like, respecting our food. We've lost this art of respect in a lot of ways. We're in, we're in a society of instant gratification. We have no true, like, long-term respect for anything. And I think that's kind of why people are moving away from beef is because they don't understand that, that yes, it's a life taken, but also there's honor within life. And, like, if you truly appreciate the food and the nutrition that it's given you, there's absolutely nothing mean bad or or immoral about that and that there's everything good to that yeah i agree with that so i mean all that said what is your favorite thing about this i mean you you graduated point loma and now you're gonna be you're not gonna use your degree right (laughs) i mean let's be honest here i don't know i just got accepted to texas state and you got (laughs) congratulations thanks but i mean what's your favorite thing there's got to be a reason you're stopping your to get your master what is it your your doctorates? What, what are you getting I'm next? getting my master's right now. Okay, your master's. Research. What is it making you stop getting your master's? Or maybe stop getting your maybe, master's yeah, and going after this beef company? Um, I think there's something profound about finding your purpose. And I, f- I found my passion. Um, the research I was going to do was going to be on the microbiome, which is why Megan and I are so such great friends. Um, and that was that is definitely a passion of mine. And I really hope I pursue it. Um, there's a there's a difference between your passion and your purpose um and i think being born into such a unique place and like have such like a keen understanding of what cattle are and like how they function there is such a purpose and such room for revolution that Mm -hmm. that i can actually serve and i think knowing that is so special to me and i think that is kind of just what makes me just chomp at the bit every day it's just like knowing that like i have I have the power to like create this community that like puts the power back into the cow. I mean, cause that's really what we're going for. We mm-hmm. want, we want the cow to be like the main center of focus. We want, we want them to be the sole pr- pr- priority. And yeah. Profits are last. Prof- profits are always last. Like it's all about like the life of the cattle and like how we, how we enhance that. And to know that I can create a community that values that mm-hmm. is so cool. And then to go out in the pasture and just like, sit on a Sunday with them in the field yeah. and just like know their peace and serenity. It's like, wow, like I'm a part of this. Like I'm, a, I'm doing something good for them. And that's true. And it's giving them a better life than what they would have had yeah, somewhere else. Right. Exactly. And let's, you know, like, let's talk about that. Like, you know, if you're vegan or if you're vegetarian, listen to this, 
I'm sorry. I might offend you. Um, <laughs> I don't have room to talk for you. But if you do eat meat and you do not, and you do not support humane slaughter and like humane agriculture, um, you're ignorant. <laughs> yeah. Because Mother Nature is so much tougher. I mean, we just went through the biggest freeze of my entire life, and I have watched Mother Nature rip mothers away from their babies i've watched babies slap the ground dead and i'm telling you it is so much worse than a humane slaughter but that's the disconnect we were talking about yeah i mean people don't think of okay these people have a ranch they're gonna lose cows in a freeze yeah they don't they They don't realize it they don't realize it at all but then they think okay well it comes to slaughter oh my gosh this is so unhumane oh my gosh but you guys do it just such the right way and I mean, that's why we like you as our sponsor as well. <laughs> no, it's just, it's, it's just so cool coming out here and staying. We got so privileged to stay out here for three weeks. You're always welcome. I hope you stay out here longer. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us that every day. I know. No, but it's just, it's, it's so cool how you, how you handle your whole ranch. It's just amazing. And I mean, I think I can speak for Megan here. It's, it's an experience everyone needs to, needs to see. And everyone needs to come out here and check it out. I it, appreciate it's so that cool. so It's so much. cool. You let people do it too. Yeah. I mean, if you think of just the conventional beef farm, there's probably some high walls up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't want to see what you're doing in there. No. Because it's not good stuff. Yeah. If you're putting candy to cows, making them fatter, yeah. making them bloating, right? Making which people them, do. Yeah, but which people do. And then you think you can eat that and be fine? Like, come on, people. I know. And that's that's something people will have, like, grain intolerances and, like, gluten intolerances. And they'll go eat beef that's done nothing but eat grain. It's like, put the two together. You yeah. know, like it still might be there you know Mm -hmm. like those enzymes were still made from grain it's very true so tell us about a day in your life of the ranch i mean you wake up we live above you now (laughs) (laughs) you wake up early what do you do for the day um so right now we have two bottle babies from the the freeze um biggs and um mr ice so (laughs) (laughs) your names are great by the way yeah thanks um so i wake up about like I'd say I wake up like six thirty seven. If Megan wakes up at six thirty, usually I wake up at six thirty. If Megan I, Mug. Yeah, Megan yeah. Mug. <laughs> if she does, I usually get up around seven. Um, and then I just kind of like make coffee or make matcha. So I just cut out coffee. Congratulations. <laughs> um, and then I just go feed. Um, Big's nice. I make two bottles for him. Go hang out with them. And then one of our steers that's actually finishing. So when we finish our steers, we move them to the house pasture, which is still about a fifty acre pasture. And so um, I go hang out with Sonny, who's our next deer, um, to check on him, see how he's doing, just kind of look at the flushing, and then feed the bottle babies, hang out with them for a little bit. And then we come back, and um, depending on the chore for the day, like, that's what's so great about ranching, is, like, I don't have a typical day. Like, yeah. like I was supposed to feed cows tomorrow with our, one of our ranch hands and feed out hay, um, but I just got a call that I got to go do it in an hour. So that's, yeah. that's my afternoon. And I was supposed to rotate cows this afternoon. So I guess I'm rotating cows tomorrow <laughs> and feeding the day. Um, but yeah, so usually what I would ideally is just feed the calves and then, um, kind of grind on like farmer's markets, emails, orders, tour bookings, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And then, um, just head out into the pastures, see, check on all the cows, count them. We keep like a registry system of all of our cows. Um, that's just how we know everybody's okay. We keep, keep a count. Um, mm-hmm. So just check counts, um, feed. And then ideally like I'm done by like two, three okay. on a good day. On a bad day, I'd be done at like 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, but depends on just like who's all there even. Like like Cooper was saying, it's 
like it's it's such a community thing like mm -hmm. it's just like if i need to go do something i'm always like hey can you guys help yeah. like hey you want to come with me or yeah. your sister's the worst your sister's like hey i don't want to go i'm gonna be really lonely yeah like, can you just like come with me and just hang out megan's such a briber she's like it's just one place we go feed seven places yeah <laughs> like the other day you're um i think it's saturday morning and i mean you don't really have weekends yeah but saturday morning comes along and she's like okay we need to go feed some i think like 221 yeah, or something two, yeah and then you guys were gone for four or five hours like, yeah. where did they go and then oh yeah we fed everyone yeah it's like you're crazy <laughs> yeah so that's kind of what it looks like and then something i've been loving while you guys are here is dinner such a good like a good like community thing like, yeah and tell us I mean, what, what did we do last night tell us about yeah. last night <laughs> so last night we did a fully functional like farm to table in the field dinner it was like the cool it was the coolest thing i think we've ever done on this ranch like just to sit in the vastness of the pasture and have this like amazing brisket Cooper slaved over for seven hours. Like, let's talk about that. Cooper made the bris best brisket of my whole entire life yesterday. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and we literally got to eat it in this like massive field. Just like looking. It was beautiful. While the, like the little orphans followed us down there. Yeah. And then our, our dogs just running around. Yeah. No, it was a great time. But you were, are you going to start providing those to people or to clients? Ideally, like I really like to. I think. I think going back to the whole like being connected connected to your to your food, I think that would be just such a such an amazing and authentic way to really be like farm to table. Everybody's talking about farm to table, and and mm -hmm. I love that. Like, let's be in the restaurant and let's get beef from directly from the farm. But like, what if you could like be at the farm? Like, that's what if true. you could be at the ranch? Mm -hmm. You know, like what if that's where you could eat it at? And that's kind of what we're hoping to do. Like, we just want people. To, we want transparency. Like, we're not always going to do things like. 100% like the way our customers want it like we're always evolving we're always working towards growing but that doesn't mean that like we need like we ever want people to not see what we're working towards you know yeah. like and you're a grass-fed grass-finished company is that correct yes and what is the importance of that um well Megan could go on for hours about this Megan mug um but basically I think the most important thing to me is um the negative carbon footprint I think we've kind of demonized this whole climate change act of like there's really no solution when um that's just a completely uneducated statement there is a solution and it's in our soil um and more so not grass-fed but regenerative so um kind of incorporating different species and past rotations and those kinds of things it is such an answer for climate change you can you can have a completely fully functioning negative carbon emitting ranch very not very easily but once it's up and running pretty easily like it's pretty routine um and i don't know why um that's not been broadcast to the public but it's completely functional and it's completely possible and there's been like we noted before kiss the soil like there's been so many documentaries there's research articles after research articles yeah. just proving that this is possible um so that there's that but then there, there's also um cattle are forage foragers and cattle are also unique they're ruminants so there's only a select amount of species that are ruminants and their enzymatic makeup and breakdown and production is so vastly different than ours and that's why cows are so great like that's why they're such an amazing nutrient source um but for them to remain a good nutrient source we need to honor their their primal practices and that's mm -hmm. grazing you know so so that when we don't have grass-fed you take away from the health benefits of their their proteins yeah. and i mean this has been pro proven time and time again and megan could go on about this and probably knows way more than i do about it but um <laughs> kind of the 
the healthy fats in it and and just like the things that it can do for you compared to conventional beef is is just so amazing um i have a whole blog post on actually the benefits of it um if you go into our website there's just is that gatlinranch.com yeah gatlinranch.com um and even under our grass-fed tab it talks about like specifically like um all of all of the enzymatic makeups and the and the properties that go into like this protein production that really transpires into a, a so much more healthier nutrient source for us yeah and i mean this is just based on my knowledge if you look at if some people first off some people think that grass-fed and grain fed grass-fed is a little tougher i don't personally think that i think it's how you cook it i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna cook it correctly it's gonna be great no matter what the color is different the fat content is different but i mean i think overall it's very similar on the taste do you agree with that i think i'm gonna disagree with you i think the taste is better okay i think the taste is way better it's so even the smell when you open a package of our ground beef it smells different um and i but i think you're spot on i don't think i think it may require lower to cooking temperatures and some of like the higher higher cut steaks like filet mignons and t-bones and that kind of stuff but even then you're looking at marbling and that's like intravenous fat marbling so that's like within the steak marbling um and yeah it might be a little bit lower um but then that's where the flavor really makes up for it so yeah you might not have as like fatty of a steak but let's take a step back and ask if like we really want that you know do we really want like a a fatty wagyu i mean (laughs) that's true if you go let's talk about just fat pieces i mean if you go to a steakhouse you can pretty much see on everyone's plate it's just fat. a piece of fat on the side. Yeah. I mean, everyone uh, yeah. pushes that fat on the side. Yeah. So, I mean, do you really want it there? I mean, could you substitute that when cooking it in butter? Could yeah. you? I mean, I think there's so many ways around it to make it just... Just, I mean, as, great, just as great. And I will say, um, few people cook, cook filet mignons at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or And uh, more people cook T-bones. But... If you know how to cook grass-fed, just at a lower temperature, it takes a little bit longer. You're not going to notice the difference. Like you really want, especially if you cook it in like a, like a, like a, like a, even you can, you can buy our fat online actually, if you were to cook it in that or butter or like a really mm-hmm. high quality fat like that, or even like extra virgin olive oil, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, you're really not going to notice the difference. Yeah. My, my buddy Dylan, I mean, we were, we're pretty heavy on the, uh, ribeyes. Oh, ribeyes. Yeah. We love ribeye steaks. We always buy the grass-fed ribeye steaks. I mean, that's, those are some of the best grass-fed ribeye steaks I've ever had is just from that low, slow-cooked temperature, yeah. and then we do a butter base on it. Yeah. Just a really nice butter base. It takes 45 minutes. We throw it on the trigger at the end, and it's yeah. just it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Um, what are, like, let's say five-year goal. You're, you're, you're just, really, you're just jumping into this now. Yeah. I mean, full-time, jumping into it. You quit your job. Last week. Last week. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, you quit your research job. You're really, I think you're going head on to this thing. Yeah. What's that five-year goal? Have you talked about that yet? Um, I mean, I definitely toyed with it in my head. Um, and I've, t- I've t- actually talked about it with, a lot with you guys, but um, I think I'll start with two-year goals because um, I don't know five-year yet. I think five-year depends on the two-year, you know? Yeah. Um, I would ideally like to be shipping out about three steers a month. Um, I think that's kind of what we're at right now. We definitely could get bigger, <clears throat> but we're not there yet. Um, we just got accepted into a farmer's market. So I really want to focus on that. Congratulations. Um, thank you. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I really just want to work on the community building. Like I'm really, really kind of centered around that. Um, and that goes in like with the hay rides. I really want to 
empower people to come out and see the operation and then something I always missed about or like didn't get in research is it was the kind of like the aesthetic and like the the funness of it Mm -hmm. and so I think doing these farm to table dinners is something I really want to invest in and it also gives me that outlet to be creative and be fun and um just like enjoy the people that are consuming our our beef um and so I really want to focus on that as well and lastly and most importantly um we really want to start making I guess we already have started um with past rotation and that kind of stuff but we want to work towards fully regenerative so I guess that would be in five years um hopefully sooner (laughs) yeah in that five years when you do the pasture rotation everything are you going to be more than just a beef company such a good question (laughs) um I hope um so people many people don't know what regenerative is and it's basically increasing the diversity uh of your species and of your soil which then promotes the production of better quality grass and better quality pastures which then creates the promotion of higher quality beef and and more quickly produced and more wholly produced um finished beef and so to that end um to be regenerative we're actually going to bring on some hogs this this fall um to get our own fertilizer going um we're going to try a chicken tractor, those kinds of things. Okay. So hopefully by um, maybe two years or even three years, um, depending on what we kind of decide for like finishing periods for hogs, um, we'll be more of like a, we'll be more of a farm rather than a ranch. So we are kind of moving away from Gatlin Ranch beef and maybe just Gatlin Ranch. So. Okay, definitely. I mean, I I think you'd make a fantastic hog. I mean, you'd probably like it too much and not try to kill it yeah. based on how I know you. Maybe. <laughs> Don't hurt that hog. He's so nice. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's, he's saying that because they, the boys were literally trying to kill a raccoon last night for no reason. No. If a raccoon is in your house and you catch it, if you go put it out, it's going to come back to your house. I want to make a disclaimer. We live in a barn dominium. It was in the barn side of the house, not in the house. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So... <laughs> So, it should have been killed. No. You're, I always I always like toy with you and tell like it just give you a hard time for your ethics being so high <laughs> because I mean I Megan and I have such a standard on where we buy our beef. I mean, we bought grass-fed beef for our dog for how long, right? Just yeah. for our dog. Just because yeah. we want to support, right? But I mean, I just don't understand your ethics are just crazy high and <laughs> Even when it comes to catching a steer or getting a steer, if he's being a bad boy, you're like, no, we'll just get him next time. I mean, (laughs) he's just having a bad day. It's like, it's just insane. So hats off to you for that. Thanks. It's amazing. Um, Our last question is, what made you want to be a sponsor of our podcast? Ethics. You guys have the same ethics as I do. Um, I know you say yours is lower, but it's really not. I'll kill that (laughs) raccoon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe that's true. Um, I think Megan and I talk about this all the time. Our interests and like our companies go hand in hand you know like i'm on the producer side she's on the consumer side um and it's so cool to have you we always talk about connections we always talk about like knowing your food intimately and and to have like such a friend connection in in such a cool like differing Mm -hmm. assets of life like that's so special and that's just something i really want to grow on like i just like you guys believe in me like i believe in what you're doing to the end of the world i bet everything i had i bet this whole ranch on what what you guys are doing (laughs) and i want to be a part of it i think that's the main reason is like i you guys continually inspire me um i didn't quit my job because i wanted to i quit my job because cooper megan made me (laughs) (laughs) we did not make you we just highly 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 encouraged me like they should have no like 
Cooper and Megan are so good at what they do because they inspire people and that's what people are looking for and I didn't have that until you guys moved out here and like you made me believe in what I could do and like you made me realize like this is something that the world vitally needs yeah because of that you guys are the something the world vitally needs very nice thank you so much thank you that was just too nice of you really (laughs) (laughs) off off this oh my god it's crying (laughs) it's crying in the background no, but it's I mean, I've been holding back tears the whole time. No, it was. Coop's tearing up now. I am. No, it was just such. It was so special. We came out here, and I mean, I think we talk about you guys enough on the podcast that people pretty much know you. But it's just so special coming out here, seeing what you do, seeing how amazing it is. You can always do something. I mean, it's just so cool. And I'm like, why would you pass this up for an opportunity? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And I know you're so you're always money behind you're always like yeah. i don't need the money it's not the, it's not for the money i mean you really just want to provide a community for people to come out to i mean that's what we were talking about the cafe yeah i mean it could bring colin's tables in yeah colin let's tables. talk about your 10-year goals <laughs> no that's another podcast <laughs> no i want to know i'm gonna flip it what's your 10-year goals my 10-year goal yeah five year five year five year that's a good question my five-year goal is probably well, it's definitely going to be own a couple of cafes, have our canvas business going up, um, renovating health, really just blowing up for Megan's side of it. Yeah. Um, probably living in Texas and I'd like to work at a dealership. I'm so for all of this. So that's what I'd really like to do and maybe have a, maybe have 50 to a hundred acres somewhere in Texas and just live on that and have a good time. Cause I really enjoy the, the like the ambiance here yeah. is just amazing yeah. oh, oh yeah the, the aesthetic word. yeah the let's aesthetic, talk yeah. about that like why is like the ranching aesthetic so underappreciated like you do it right though that's the problem <laughs> because <laughs> i don't think a lot of ranches you we we're in this barn dominion you call it yeah i mean it's beautiful it's got tie beautiful stone walls inside right yeah. and then you walk out to the right through the bathroom and then there's a huge barn, barn. Right there. And then behind that are stalls. For, yeah. Or, what do you guys call them here? Do you guys call them here yeah, stalls? Stall. Okay. Is that her little... Yeah, and our cattle pens, like where we work cattles. Yeah, cattle. But no, you have horse stalls there as well. Yeah. And then you have a round pin over. I mean, do, you just do it right. I mean, the aesthetic with you is different <laughs> than I think the aesthetic with any other, any other else. <laughs> Bell Campo is another company I think that does Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, they do it great. They do it great. Um, Someone else. Oh, well, no, I wouldn't say... Um. They're not grass-fed, but I think Ranger Cattle here in Austin does it really, really cool. Okay. Yeah. I like, I think one of your goals, and I'm just going to put this on you. Okay. And that Bell Campo did. Yeah. They made their slaughterhouse on the property. And I think they're the only one in the U.S. doing that. I think that would be amazing. I think it's a lot of FDA stuff and yeah. fun stuff. And, and money. It's a lot of money. But I mean, I think the relaxation you'd have with your cows, cows coming yeah. straight into a slaughterhouse yeah. would just be... Amazing. I think it changed your beat. Yeah, I think it, I think it would too. And I, okay, I'll I'll put that on my ten year goal. I'll put that on my ten year goal. No, it'd be yeah. really just crazy. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen the photos of their ranch? Yeah, I actually modernfarmer.com did like a take on them, and okay, and, and they like their number one call that they get is what is your slaughter practice look like? Okay. And so and and that's such another you know we we keep on talking about these trends like oh grass fed beef is a trend like these like caring about cattle is a trend well. If it is a trend, I hope it's a long one. And yeah. two, this trend is shifting. People are kind of waking up. First, it was like, oh, I want my cow to be grass-fed. Oh, well, now I want it to be grass-fed, grass-finished. Mm-hmm. Well, now, how is it killed? You know, so there's just like this growing demand for transparency. It's true. And so that's why it's it's 
Belcampo is doing exactly right. Mm-hmm. It, they 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 killed the game for a while now. They yeah. do a very good job. And I mean, you have a fantastic beef company. And I, but I think there's someone to look up to. Oh, absolutely. There's always, there's always be, someone. Yeah, there should always be someone to look up yeah. to, but there's someone to look up to. Oh, absolutely. And you know what it is? It's female owned and operated as well. It is? Yeah. Did you I know didn't that? know that. No, but I'm ready to get up there with them. Yeah, look how excited yeah. you are. <laughs> no, but they, they just do it so well. And I mean, they have they have cafes, they have restaurants. You ever been to the restaurant? No. In LA? Oh my gosh. See, okay. That, I mean, and like with the farm to table thing, this is such a great thing to kind of just get our foot in the door of mm-hmm. like being on the consumption side of it. And I think that'll, that'll, that'll be really cool to see when people do come out and have meals out here. Like that'll, I think that'll spark another, another step, you know, Definitely. Like that's what needs to happen next. And there's just, I know money is not your thing and you're not looking for the money, but the rev, the, the, the sources of revenue you can bring in a ranch. And that's what I saw. Yeah, that is I'm what Cooper saw. Like Cooper literally the first night he was here, he, he was here. He was like, "Why are you just fucking sitting on this?" Yeah, <laughs> I literally did. I'm yeah. like, you're an idiot. Why are you sitting on this? Yeah. No, because you can do so much things on this ranch. I mean, it comes down to even you have two horses out here. Yeah. I mean, you could you could rent horse or not rent horse. You could go on trail horseback rides. rides. Yeah. You could do trail rides. You could do boarding. Yeah. You're because just for the s- first time in in like my life, people are craving that. You know, like mm-hmm. you have this like massive exodus of people from the city like wanting this and i think up until like two years ago that wasn't a thing you mm-hmm. know like cities were glorified well now rural america it's like yeah. the, the the place to be mm-hmm. it's true covid really yeah covid's pushing that everyone out of cities yes and everyone's like i'm gonna be a homestead i'm gonna figure it yeah. out myself it's like it's crazy and even if you look at youtube how much those have grown yeah in the last i'd say two to three two, years yeah on all of that it's just it's amazing yeah you're doing a great job here we respect it. We freaking love it. Do you <laughs> we have anything else for guys. us? Do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, I really don't. Um, keep believing in us. Keep believing in Cooper and Megan. We, As a small company, I'm sure they can relate to this. Like, When we get an order from you guys, it changes our whole day. Like, That's true. Even if you you get online and you're like, oh, it's just one pound of ground beef. Like, no, like that is like my joy for the day. It's so true. Yeah. It, it's, it's just, it's such a fun thing. Yeah. I mean, cause y- you get to know these people Yeah. and it's not just, okay. It's not, n- not talking about a butcher box, Yeah. but butcher box sends it out. Okay. Bye next. Bye. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you really, you we get care. excited. You understand what cow it is. Okay. They're going to get sunny. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is a really good cut and your prices aren't crazy. Yeah. You're not the crazy pricing. You get 10% off of the promo yeah. code Renovating Hell. And we price match, too. And they pri- you price match? Yeah, we price match anything. Holy moly. Yeah, so if you want to do wholesale or even just like if you see – it just has to be grass-fed, grass-finished. If you see another grass-fed, grass-finished company that has their ribeyes for $13 instead of $14, we'll price match you. Fantastic. Where can we find you at? GatlinRanch.com or <clears throat> both our Facebook and Instagram are um, Gatlin Ranch. We're way more active on Instagram. I'm trying to go to the Facebook, but it's just definitely not a knack for me. <laughs> I'm working on it. It's okay. You'll get there. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. <laughs>